Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the show, and I'm live this morning. Uh, I'm very excited to uh, talk about the movie that I've picked for today. Uh, hopefully, uh, you've listened to my Clint Eastwood Part One, which is the episode that's pre that's up right now, uh, which was my discussion and review of the Outlaw Josie Wales. Uh, today is going to be Part Two of my Eastwood. Uh, film review. Today's film is going to be the 1992 Western Unforgiven. So I'll get into that in a moment. But before we do, uh, let's get some housekeeping out of the way. Again, you're listening to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. I discuss and review movies new and old. That's the tagline for the show. And obviously, if you join me here live during the episode today, as always, I invite anyone to come on. If you want to come on and you're watching, uh, I'm live now on Twitter uh, at Let Me Bend Your Ear. I'm also on my YouTube channel which is Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast, and uh, also live on Twitch if you happen to be there as well. Also, um, like I said, if you're uh, watching on any of those platforms, just uh, put in the chat that you want to join me to discuss this movie. Uh, we can talk about it once I get into the review. Or if you have any other questions or want to discuss anything about movies in general, uh, that part of it will be open form if you choose to make it be that way. Uh, but again, like I said, we're going to be discussing uh, the uh, film Unforgiven. Uh, which was released in 1992. So the podcast can be found wherever you get podcasts. Uh, it is on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, and on Amazon Music. So you can uh, ask your Alexa to play the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast, and uh, you can listen through it through your home device. So any one of those ways. And also, you can always download episodes of the show directly from the show's website. So I would direct you there as well. Uh, the entire catalog of shows are there. Uh, the website is letmebendyourear.com. So you can always get episodes there. You can get the social media uh, information there as well. Uh, again, this is a movie podcast. I discuss and review movies new and old. Uh, movies are my passion. I've loved them since I've been a child. And it's uh, something that I love to discuss. And again, I'm going to invite all through this episode as I do in every live episode if you want to come on. Just uh, go into the chat and uh, I will see you there and I can bring you on. We can either bring you on uh, video and audio or audio only. Or if you want to ch chat a question or just a comment without coming on, I'll look into the chat and I'll try to answer them as I go through. So we can do it whichever way you prefer. I would love to have you come on uh, and have a guest, you know, be a guest on here with me live. Uh, to discuss the movie once I get into the review. Uh, but like I said, we can do it any way you want. I want whatever is most comfortable uh, for the viewer and or listener. And of course, uh, this is an audio podcast. This is how it started three years ago. Uh, so if you listen to this a little bit later, this episode will actually be posted uh, a little bit later today. So again, you can download the episode from the website, letmebendyourear.com, or you can go to any um, podcasting app and subscribe to the show. And you'll be able to, uh, you'll get notifications when new episodes come out. And you can also download them to your device to listen uh, at your leisure. And the email, if you have any movie suggestions for me to review or questions about the show or comments about the show, you can email the show at bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. And I'm going to ask here at the beginning, and I'll ask at the end after I complete my review. Uh, if you are a fan of the show, first of all, thank you so much. If you've listened to episodes or if you're a regular listener, I really appreciate it. Uh, as I've said uh, over the last few months, uh, I've incorporated the live video element to try to grow the show. If you listen to my previous episode 
reviewing Outlaw Josie Wales. I kind of outlined um, my health situation, which is why I was out of commission for about a month. And this is my second episode back uh, since that happened. So I'm very happy to be back. Uh, I'm feeling much better. Um, like I'm not 100% yet, but I'm definitely on my way there. So I'm, I'm very appreciative to be back um, after my health situation. So what I would ask, two things I would ask, as I ask in every episode, if you are a fan of the show and you see my posts on social media, specifically on Twitter, uh, I'm there most of the time. I'm also on Instagram as well. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Bend Your Ear Pod. So if you're watching now, obviously you're already on the Twitter feed, but if you don't uh, have my Twitter, please um, follow me there. Uh, I post every time there's new episodes. So if you see that, if you could like, and, and more importantly, retweet those episodes uh, that I tweet up there, that's the one of the easy ways you can help the show grow uh, for people that are looking for a movie podcast. The second thing I would ask if uh, you uh, listen, especially on Apple Podcasts, but uh, wherever podcasting app you choose to listen to the show on, most of them have a means for you to rate and review. And this is extremely important. So if you're new to podcasting, uh, this is uh, very important. I know if you listen to multiple podcasts, you get this message all the time and it's the same message that I'm, I'm putting out there and you'll see big podcasts and small podcasts uh, ask the same thing. If you can rate and review, if you can give it a five-star review, that'd be great. Uh, but rating and reviewing is extremely important, uh, especially for an independent, independent podcaster like myself. So the reason for that is the more ratings and reviews that a show can get, the higher the app will put the show in searches. So if someone is out of movie podcasts and are looking for something new to listen to, the more ratings and review this show can generate, the higher the show will be in search results. And that's really the lifeblood of trying to grow a podcast, especially if you're independent. Uh, so obviously uh, I don't have advertising. I don't, uh, you know, have that, you know, means to do that. So really it's word of mouth is really what's going to grow the show. And my intention is to grow the show. And uh, my downloads have gone up um, slightly. So I'm very happy about that. But obviously, I'm always looking to get more uh, of an audience, have more people listen, uh, engage with me either on the live videos or um, on social media or, you know, through requests. So I'm looking to actively grow the show. And that's really the way you can help. So if you're a fan of the show or even if you are not a movie fan and you've run upon the show and you know of a friend or family member that would be a fan of a movie podcast, you know, just throw a recommendation over there to them. Say, hey, look, check this out. This might be something you may like. Uh, I've done that with podcasts with friends of mine, even if on subjects that I'm not particularly interested in. But if I read about a podcast that that I know a friend may enjoy, I may throw a, a recommendation their way as well. So if you could do one of those two things or both, that would be fantastic. I would really appreciate it. So again, uh, before I get started, uh, like I said, if you're watching live, thanks for watching. If you want to come on, just uh, go into the chat. Let me know you want to come on or if you have a question, uh, I'll definitely see it here and I'll definitely respond. So. I'm super excited about today's review. Um, I've been a movie fan, like I stated earlier, since uh, I was a child. And there's movies that I've seen throughout my life that are uh, what I think are phenomenal. And spoiler alert for this review for Unforgiven, uh, this is definitely one of those movies. So, uh, of course, this movie stars Clint Eastwood, Gene Hackman, Morgan Freeman, Richard Harris, uh, Sal Rubinick, Francis Fisher. Uh, and uh, this is a 1992, also called a revisionist Western. And, and I think it ties in well with my previous episode. Uh, if you listen uh, to Outlaw Josie Wales, which was also a revisionist Western, meaning that it kind of upends the traditional tropes of a Western. So obviously the classical Westerns were bad guy, good guy, gunfight. You know, the good guy is good. The bad guy is really bad. Whereas in the revisionist Westerns, 
And there's several kinds, several, not just by Clint Eastwood, um, McCabe and Mrs. Miller, the Robert Altman film of the early 70s. Uh, there's a ton of Dances with Wolves. There's a ton of revisionist Westerns that have kind of upended those tropes. And uh, with The Outlaw, Josie Wales, and with Unforgiven, uh, there's a lot of similarities between these two films, uh, specifically that the protagonist in both of these films uh, are morally ambiguous. So they're not bad guys. They're not good guys. They're kind of morally um, gray. And especially in Unforgiven, as I get into the review in a moment, those characters, definitely most of the characters in this movie are morally gray. There are no good guys, no bad guys. So uh, this definitely follows in the revisionist uh, Western genre. And uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great film. And I'll get into it in a moment. So the script was written by David Webb Peoples, who, uh, co who wrote the screenplay in the late 70s, early 80s. He was also the co-writer of Blade Runner, the Ridley Scott uh, sci-fi classic, along with Hampton Fincher. He co-wrote that screenplay. So Clint Eastwood got the screenplay in the early 80s. And uh, at the time, he read it. He loved it. Uh, but he thought at the time that he was not old enough to play the main character of William Money. So he kind of put the script to the side and really didn't address it until a decade later uh, when he decided finally to make the film. Uh, so the film is about William Money, who was played by Clint Eastwood, who was a outlaw murdering, you know, basically not a good dude. And uh, at the outset of the film, he has left that life. He has two children, his wife that he met and kind of rehabilitated him and made him change his ways. He was an alcoholic, violent uh, killer and uh, marrying her kind of rehabilitated him. He had two children, but his wife passed away. And at the, uh, at the opening of the film, he's taking care of his son and his daughter. Also at the beginning of the film, uh, you go to the town of Big Whiskey and the film opens there in a brothel. And one of the clients of the prostitutes there cuts up the face of one of the prostitutes, hurts her really bad. And um, <clears throat> the situation is uh, found out by the local sheriff, little Bill Daggett, played by Gene Hackman. So he comes in to find out what's going on. And basically, for the crime of cutting up this prostitute's face, little Bill decides that the the perpetrator will give some of his horses and his companion that was there didn't do anything uh, and actually tried to stop him from cutting her up would give some of his horses as well. So the, the lead, one of the prostitutes there, strawberry played by Francis Fisher, who's great in this role as well uh, is livid that no, no justice would come for the crime. So she convinces the rest of the prostitutes in the brothel to pool their resources so they can hire bounty hunters to kill the perpetrator and his companion. Uh, so that sets the stage for the beginning of the movie. That's how the movie opens. And um, what happens is there is a young uh, bounty hunter by the name of the Schofield Kid, played by James Wolvett. I ha actually haven't seen him in anything since this movie, uh, but he seeks out William Money on his farm and uh, offers him a partnership to join him to go collect that bounty after killing these two cowboys. So, of course, uh, William Money turns it down 
He tells him, and you'll see as the theme as the movie progresses, he tells him, no, he's not interested. He doesn't do that anymore. Not interested in doing it. So the um, Schofield kid tells William Money, hey, if you change your mind, I'm riding west towards uh, toward Bisguisi. So if you change your mind, catch up. So he leaves. So William Money is farming, trying to get, you know, get his, get the pigs together, working with his kids. And you can tell that he's pretty much living, uh, not squalor, but he's not very well off. And he decides to go ahead and pursue this bounty and go uh, find the Schofield kid. But before he does so, he goes and stops at his friend's Ned's house. Ned is played by Morgan Freeman. So they were running buddies back in the day when money was still killing and, and, and stealing and doing the things that he was doing before he got married. So he convinces him to join them, to join him on this bounty. So they catch up to the Schofield kid. And of course, he's not happy to see that there's a third party there. But uh, realizing that uh, three is better than two, he uh, eventually agrees to it. So back at Big Whiskey, it becomes known that there's a bounty out because obviously the prostitutes have let it be known. And a killer comes into town by the name of English Bob, played by a great English actor, Richard Harris. And he's um, accompanied by a reporter or a writer, Beauchamp, played by Sal Robinick, who's great as well. And I'll get into each performance shortly as I go into the performances. So he comes into town looking to collect the bounty. So in the town of Big Whiskey, which is run by Little Bill, again, played by Gene Hackman, you are not allowed to bring weapons in. So, of course, English Bob doesn't relinquish his weapon. And he's confronted by Little Bill and the deputies. And there's a violent confrontation that ensues. And um, I'll leave it at that so you can watch the movie to see what happens uh, with English Bob uh, as the movie progresses. So Unforgiven, again, as I stated early on, is a revisionist, a revisionist Western. And there are, are very specific themes in this film, the biggest of which is the consequences of violence. So I think Clint Eastwood was actively trying to kind of demystify and um, unglorify violence and really kind of show you the consequences of violence. And the violence in this film, and uh, I'll kind of do it in two separate parts. So the violence throughout the movie and then the violence at the end. But the violence throughout the movie is uh, shown in a way that's not glamorous, that's not... Um, anything to be excited about it's it's ugly it's painful and it's brutal and obviously i think that's something intentional and the second thing is the william money character who is brilliantly portrayed by clint eastwood he does a great job here all throughout the film as he's heading out on this job he he says it i don't know how many times he's repeated it through the movie probably at least seven or eight times i didn't count it but he's he's insistent on telling anybody that'll listen whether it's ned or the Schofield kid, that he is not the same person that he was before. He's not a killer anymore. He doesn't do that anymore. He was an alcoholic. Uh, most of the things he says that he did back in his past when he was super violent and a murderer was was while he was drunk. So he stopped drinking. He doesn't drink anymore. Uh, and um, he's just telling it, and not so much because he wants people to hear it. I think it's more because he's telling himself to try to convince himself, even though he's about to go commit violence for the sake of money, that he's not the same person that he was before. And that theme runs throughout the film. Uh, the characters all have passed where violence has been um, 
something that's been there. So little Bill is in big whiskey, but he was from Texas and he was in other towns and he was a, a gunfighter and has killed a lot of people. And his past is violent and his present is violent. Uh, little Bill's character is um, pretty sadistic in this movie. Uh, he rule, he rules this town with an iron fist and kind of seems to enjoy the sadistic part of the violence. And Gene Hackman is brilliant. Well, look, Gene Hackman, if you've listened to this podcast through any length and I actually haven't really reviewed a Gene Hackman film yet where he's been a major part of it. Um, and this is probably the first one uh, that I have done with him. So he won an Academy Award for this portrayal, Best Supporting Actor, and it's well-deserved. Gene Hackman's always phenomenal. He's never not good, but he's super fantastic in this movie. A great performance. He's just a sadistic, mean character, and he delivers it, and, and it's just a very, mon very nuanced performance. He's just, you talk to him, he's calm, and then he explodes in violence. It's, it's a great great performance and uh deserving of the academy award that he won uh he's fantastic and it's Sal rubinick who plays the writer that's with him but Bo champ is kind of a weasley he's he's basically the typical character he basically is allured by the violence and he's glorifying people that are not good people and telling those stories and it's almost and it's basically it's funny now i'm doing a podcast here you know everyone loves true crime broadcasts it's basically uh a 1800s version of it so what he does is he writes these these crime uh books little short books that are illustrated uh and and of course i'm sure back in the day because people are drawn to killers and violence and stuff they were probably eating that stuff up so basically he's glorifying these people that are not very good and his character's great he's kind of a weaselly shifting loyalty kind of character basically just looking to get a a juicy story that he can that he can exploit and capitalize on and again, Richard Harris is little as uh, English Bob is great. So English Bob's character, basically his role was he was uh, tasked of he basically kills um, Asians that were working on the railroad. So I don't know if it's and they don't get too much into it, but I don't know if it's um, people that have escaped from doing the building. But basically, he's just a hired assassin. And little Bill uh, tells which which what's great about this movie is it talks about the morally ambiguous thing so little bill is kind of on his high horse about how he doesn't like assassins and killers and 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 men of low character and and basically he sermonizes almost like a preacher about how his his role is to keep big whiskey free of these kind of people when basically he's just the same the only difference between little bill and someone like english bob or bill money is is that he has a badge that's really the only difference uh they're all killers they all seem to take some enjoyment out of that and out of the macho posturing uh, that comes with it. But obviously Bill Money's character is not doing that, but he was back in the day. And basically he's reverting back to his old ways, basically to get money to take care of his kids, which he feels is the morally right thing to do. But again, all of this is in, in gray areas. Um, the, uh, the, like I said, Francis Fisher's performance uh, as strawberry, the, uh, the, the prostitute that, that gathers all the money to get it. She's fantastic. She's a very good actress. Uh, she's uh, definitely the leader there and is looking to avenge what happened to Delilah, who was the, the prostitute who was cut up uh, by the uh, perpetrator. So that's the main thrust of the movie. The, 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 um, the journey for money and Ned and the Schofield kid to big whiskey. So obviously there is some standard things in the Westerns, like, like in this movie, you know, obviously there's a climax where they get to the town 
and some some things happen and some unexpected things happen as well. So it's it's fantastic. So uh, as as you can plainly see, I am a huge huge fan of this movie. Now the western genre as a whole, I'm not a big fan of westerns, uh, but as I've stated on this podcast before, I'm a big fan of movies that are well done and good, no matter what they gravitated towards western. So, uh, for example, uh, I've seen a lot of older films. I haven't seen a lot of older westerns the ones that i have seen i can tell you really quick i've seen high noon which is fantastic classic that one i've seen obviously outlaw josie wales now uh, i haven't seen a lot of the john ford ones i've seen stagecoach which i saw back in college ages ago great film uh but i haven't seen any other john ford movies i haven't seen the searchers haven't seen any of the classic john ford westerns and um i really that's not a genre that i've dug into uh, as a film buff. So like I said, so for me, uh, the ones that I've seen have actually been the more modern ones. So I've seen uh, Open Range with Duval and Kevin Costner, which is very good. Uh, Dances with Wolves. I've seen um, I've seen Pale Rider, another Clint Eastwood Western. I have seen that as well. Um, and that's basically it. So Unforgiven, when it came out, again, uh, it was, you know, it's not a genre that I, that I seek out, but this is one of the best, and I'll grant it, my Western um exposure is limited but of the westerns that i have seen including last week's movie outlaw josie wells also clint eastwood this is by far the best one i've ever seen and it's a phenomenal movie i cannot recommend it highly enough uh let's start with the performances top to bottom phenomenal we'll start with clint eastwood fantastic lead performance so obviously in this stage of his career as an older actor uh, I think his acting has gotten better and has continued to do so because his the characters that he are playing, it's not like Dirty Harry, which I love. Dirty Harry movies are great, uh, but it's pretty much a one-note character and uh, one that Clint Eastwood could play in his sleep. And I think Clint Eastwood throughout his career has always kind of tried to uh, add something more to his films and his performances as his career has progressed. Uh, he's uh, He's done films that have been... He's done strictly commercial movies. I mean, he did a movie with an orangutan. He did two of them. Uh, he's done strictly commercial films, but he's also done very, and especially more as a director, but as an actor as well, more serious drama that deals in moral ambiguity and and just deeper themes than, you know, fighting with an orangutan. So he's definitely done that. And Unforgiven is, is probably one of the best examples of it. His performance in the movie is great. He is a broken guy. It's basically almost a kind of demystifying of his own cinematic image because in this movie, he's not the big tough guy. Um, you don't see who he really is or who he really was manifest itself until the end of the film, which doesn't hurt the movie. It's, 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 it's a contemplative film regarding the choices you make in your life and how they affect you. And the other theme I think with William Money's character is he is talking about how he's changed, how he's changed, how he's changed. And, you know, he says it over and over again through the course of the film. And it, uh, the, the tragedy about it is people can change, but when you've lived your life in violence, a lot of times it's, it's, it's hard, if not impossible, not to end up back in that lifestyle for whatever reason. And I think William Money's character is portrayed by Clint Eastwood in Unforgiven is doing it for the money not because he has this uh, the sense to kill he just he's he's being practical about it 
but he knows the implications of what that's about, which is why I think his character repeats throughout the film how he's not the same person that he used to be. You know, I think that's his way of, of telling himself this is a one-shot deal, but I think he knows that he's delving back into areas that he didn't think he would go back to, but uh, it just shows you a lot of times your past does catch up with you in the sense that you end up kind of doing the things in that you did in the past that were not good, and he knows the road he's going down. So that theme, like I said, it resonates throughout the movie, throughout his performance. Uh, Morgan Freeman as Ned, his best friend, he's fantastic. Uh, his character kind of has an arc as well in the movie. Very good at the beginning, you know, he's he's the voice of you know, don't do this, you don't need this, why are you doing this? And obviously, he ends up coming along because he wants the money too. And as as events transpire in the film, he realizes who he is now was not the person he was then. And that has implications towards the end of the movie as well. And then you have James Wolvet as the Schofield kid, the third, uh, the guy that uh, gets them both out there. And he's a typical young, you know, punk that's braggadocious about how he killed five men. And, and you can tell it's basically a lot of false bravado. And uh, his character, of course, comes to a realization. Uh, uh, and this is all revolving around violence. And, what it takes to kill another human being and the ramifications when you do. And that's what sets this film apart uh, from the typical Western, obviously makes it a revisionist uh, film. Uh, all of that is, is brilliantly done. And again, Gene Hackman is phenomenal. I'm a Gene Hackman fan. So this is a completely biased opinion. He's phenomenal in everything that he does. He's one of my favorite actors of all time. And he does not disappoint in this movie. He's phenomenal. And again, like I said, he won uh, the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. The film also won Best Director for Clint Eastwood and Best Picture as well. All deservedly so. Uh, like I said, this is one of the best movies I've seen. Definitely one of the best Westerns I've seen. Uh, the critical praise for this film is pretty much uh, unanimous. I know on Rotten Tomatoes, I think it's about 96%. I remember when the film came out, I saw it in the movies. And and remember when I watched it, it was just I was blown away by it. And uh, Clint Eastwood dedicates the film to two of his directing mentors. So the first one is Sergio Leone. So again, uh, and I may revisit this as I continue Eastwood down the road. I, I have not seen the spaghetti westerns that he did with Leone. So I haven't seen uh, Fistful of Dollars, uh, Good, Bad, The Ugly, a few dollars more. I haven't seen those three. Ironically, the one Sergio Leone movie I have seen. And I'll review it in a future podcast is Once Upon a Time in America, uh, the movie he made in 1984 that was famously cut uh, down. Uh, but I've watched the whole director's cut. I have it. I actually own that movie. Uh, that's the film with Robert De Niro, James Woods, big cast, uh, Danny Aiello. So that's the one Sergio Leone film that I've seen, uh, but I haven't seen his Spaghetti Western. So I will revisit those at some point and, and watch them. But he direct, he um, Eastwood directed it uh, or dedicated Unforgiven to Sergio Leone, and also to Don Siegel, who was the director of Dirty Harry, and I believe directed uh, him in The Beguiled, if I remember right as well, uh, which is a, kind of a different type of revisionist Western as well. I haven't seen that film. That film is actually remade a couple of years ago uh, by director Sofia Coppola, uh, remade that film. So he, he, uh, he dedicated this particular film to those two people who had a great influence, I think more so in his directing than his acting. Um, just uh, as mentors to him. So again, Unforgiven, I cannot recommend this film highly enough. Uh, let me get to my, uh, obviously my Van Gogh reviews out of five Van Goghs. It's getting a solid five. 
which means in my um, reviews, five is a classic. That means this is a classic film. This is a film that's one of the best I've ever seen. This is a film I've seen probably 10 times, if not more. Uh, I watched it again yesterday to prepare for this review. I hadn't seen it in a few years, but I, I know the film so well, but it was great to kind of revisit it just for the performances, uh, the acting, uh, the acting, the performances, the directing. Uh, it's a great script. It's uh, it's well done. So I'm going to get to the end of the movie because I know the end of the movie, and this is why I think it's brilliant too. The end of the movie is very satisfying. So if you're a fan of the, I'll just leave it at the Clean Eastwood, kind of the the older version of the character that he plays, you get some of that at the at the end of the movie. But what's great about it is you get it. It's a different. It's seen through a different prism. I think through Clint Eastwood's um, older self, and basically the like I said, violence begets more violence. And then in the end, really, what is it? What purpose does it serve other than it destroys lives and leaves the people that are left behind kind of shattered? And uh, I think the movie brilliantly states that. And I think that's the intention of what Clint Eastwood is trying to do. And if you uh, if you see his movies outside of Unforgiven, even after that, and like I said, I'll bring up Mystic River. That'll be a movie I'll review on another podcast, another phenomenal uh, Clint Eastwood a film. He doesn't act in that one. That's that's the one with Sean Penn, Kevin Bacon, um, Lawrence Fishburne, big cast, uh, Tim Robbins. And I believe, I think he won an Academy Award for that as well. But the themes that kind of resonate in his later work are there in Unforgiven. I think it almost kind of starts there uh, and kind of continue through. And uh, as I was doing some research on the movie at the time uh, when Unforgiven came out, uh, he was asked, because, you know, obviously Clint Eastwood is most identified by probably two things, Dirty Harry and Westerns. That's that's if you say Clint Eastwood, those are the, probably the two things that pop up immediately if you were to describe him quickly as far as his career. And at the time, uh, in 92, when Unforgiven was released, he had indicated that he probably thinks this is going to be his final Western because he doesn't think he has any more to say. And uh, that if he did another one after this, then he would either be repeating himself or copying somebody else. And he had no really desire to do that. And when you watch Unforgiven, that's what it feels like. It feels like a actor director that has had 40 years of experience and working in the Western genre and, and kind of redefining it a couple of times. The first time with Sergio Leone and the second time with the outlaw Josie Wales. So I gave that film, you can listen to the show before this one. Uh, I gave that one four. It's a very good film and I understand why it's, it's revered. Uh, Unforgiven to me is better as a better film than that one. Uh, and that's not to say that, that Josie Wells is not very, very good, but Unforgiven is, is I think is a masterpiece. Uh, and, and I can see this as a career capper for him in the Western genre. And, uh, I would understand why he would not want to revisit it because to me, I don't think he will be able to top this movie, uh, at least as a Western. Uh, I don't know if he would ever be able to make a better Western than this one. Uh, specifically one where he acts in it and directs, uh, you know, so the thing that's funny about that is I read that part too, but then the next movie I'm going to review in the next episode, which will be part three of Eastwood. That'll be the final part for this section. I may revisit Eastwood down the road with some other films and add part four, part five. We'll kind of do it that way. But the next episode that I'm going to do is going to be Eastwood part three. And it's going to be a review of a new Clint Eastwood film that's opening in a couple of days in the theaters and on HBO max that is called cry macho. Now I'm going to give you a little tease on cry macho quickly 
as it relates to Unforgiven. So obviously he's kind of revisiting the Western genre and acquire macho, even though he said he wouldn't, this is more, uh, this, this is more of a story of him. It's similar in the sense that it's an older and he's acting in this one as well. So he's 91 now, which is amazing that he's even doing this. So he's acting in this film. He plays an old rodeo cowboy who is tasked with helping his former boss try to get his son out of Mexico. So there is, if you look at the trailer for Cry Macho, there's a lot of themes that are kind of similar to Unforgiven about the 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 kind of falseness of being macho, the posturing of that, how he has no use for that anymore, how we all are just trying to get a you know do the best that we can, and we use bravado to kind of cover up our insecurities. Just in the quick preview that I've seen of this film, those themes kind of resonate in there too. And um, the fact that it's, I think it, it does tie back to Unforgiven that way. And I think some of these themes are going to be revisited. So I'm looking forward to seeing that movie. That is going to be the next movie, uh, the next show uh, that'll be released next week. So I'll review that. It's opening on Friday. So I'll hopefully have the podcast, the next episode up Saturday or Sunday uh, after I watch and review it. But I think it's going to be interesting once I see the movie to see how it connects to here. So uh, it's kind of fortuitous timing that I was deciding to do this because it was actually a coincidence that I was going to pick up uh, Clint Eastwood. I was really just going to do another either Clint Eastwood Western, either Pale Ride or something else. And then I realized that Cry Macho was going to be opening around this time. So it's fortuitous timing. So we're going to go ahead and make that the uh, part three. So again, I'm going to be reviewing Cry Macho. So again, Unforgiven 1992 revisionist Western with Eastwood directed by Eastwood, uh, also starring Hackman, Gene Hackman, Richard Harris, and Morgan Freeman. Again, my review is five Van Goghs out of five. It is a classic film. If you have already seen it, definitely revisit it. It loses nothing in, in, in watching it now. It's a, it's a phenomenal piece of movie making. If you have not seen it, uh, I highly recommend it. I can't give it a higher recommendation than five. Uh, if, if you are a Western fan, you'll love it. Even if you're not a Western fan, I think you'll love the performances, the themes in the movie. It's, it's, it's a phenomenal film. So again, you're listening to Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. Thank you for listening. If you're on now live, thanks for watching. Uh, if you have any questions or any suggestions, or if you want to talk about Unforgiven, I'm going to be on here for a couple of more minutes. When I do some housekeeping, please come on or type uh, hello in the chat. I'd love to say hi to whoever's watching out there. Uh, again, I want to thank you for downloading uh, my episodes. Uh, my episode uh, with, um, what's the, oh, the George Clooney movie, I'm sorry, um, Michael Clayton. Uh, there were some downloads uh, last week, even though that's an older episode from before I was sick. So thank you to everyone that downloaded that previous older episode. And I would encourage anybody that's just tuned into the podcast or started listening. Like I said, these are these episodes. Uh, I'm up into the 80s now in episodes, so I've got a back catalog uh, going back to before when it was politics, sports, and movies. So there's some other subjects sprinkled in there if you want. Uh, so check it out. But like I said, this is a movie podcast now, but I definitely have a deep back catalog now. Uh, if you are looking for stuff to listen to, because I know sometimes even as I go through my podcast listening, you run out of the stuff that you regularly listen to, and you try to seek out new things to kind of uh, uh, listen to when you're out of stuff or you're your favorite podcast is either on hiatus or, or new episodes haven't come out in a while. So please check it out. I think you'd enjoy it. Like I said, my love for movies uh, is deep. It's uh, something I've had since childhood. And hopefully that comes through in these podcasts. So like I said, if you want to talk live now, come on now. If not, uh, you can email me again. The email is bend your ear podcast at gmail.com. My social media presence. Twitter is at bend your ear pod. That is also the handle for Instagram and Twitch. Please subscribe to 
to the YouTube channel, excuse me. That's Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. Please subscribe. You'll get notifications when I go live. Or you can watch, obviously, you can watch the videos after the fact. Uh, the Facebook page is Let Me Bend Your Ear. So if you could like that page as well. Uh, and again, I would ask the two things that I asked at the top of the show. If you're a fan of the podcast and want to help it grow, the two easy ways you can do it is to uh, we tweet, like my social media posts, share them with your friends. And, and even more importantly, uh, if you're listening to the show, on a podcasting app, rate and review. Because uh, again, the more ratings and review the show can get, the higher the show will show up in search results for anyone that's seeking out a new uh, movie podcast. So again, thank you so much. I really appreciate uh, everyone that's listened. And again, uh, like I said, I'm gonna continue to do these lives to record episodes um, that are gonna be in the audio feed later. So if you wanna come on live, that'd be great. Hey, if you're just watching the live episodes, uh, I see a few people on now and you, and, and, and you, you don't want to jump on. That's okay too. Uh, but I want to let you know, just, uh, I'm inviting people on. This is a, a you know, a warm atmosphere. Uh, we don't do snark here. We don't do any of that stuff. I just love talking movies and I love hearing people's opinions about movies and, uh, movies, especially movies that they love, not so much movies that they hate. Uh, and not to say that when I review movies, there'll be some movies that I'll, that I'll give bad reviews because I don't like them, but it's because I don't like them. It's not because I'm trying to be snarky or funny uh, you know, like I said, I try to, uh, I love movies and even sometimes with bad movies, you can have fun with them as well and get something out of them. So that's, that's kind of where I come from. I'm not looking to be snarky about there's enough of that on social media that I, they don't need any more people doing that kind of nonsense. And frankly, it doesn't really entertain me at all. So again, uh, thank you uh, to the people that are watching now. And thank you to those that'll be listening on the audio feed. Like I said, the show should be up a little bit later today uh, on all your podcasting, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Again, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, um, and Podbean as well. So uh, check it out there. Again, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, again, Unforgiven, five van goes out of five. The next episode next week will be the third part of this Eastwood series which will be my view of his, my review and discussion of his new film, Cry Macho. So again, hope everybody has a wonderful week. Take care and stay safe out there. Bye-bye.